0: It's Monday, and that means it's time for a new episode of interviewing People, the career cast where you can learn about a variety of careers from people actually doing the work. Today I'll be talking with Kyle Lynn Bland, who once walked these halls but is now a program leader at Bittersweet Farms in White House, Ohio. Kyle Lynn will be sharing about her degree in social work and serving people with autism. Enjoy the show. Today we have Kylin Bland with us, and she is a very recent graduate of Bowling Green State University, and she is now a program leader at Bittersweet Farms in White House, Ohio. So she's going to talk to us a little bit today about her college experience, how she uh, ended up going to Bittersweet Farms, what that means for her and her future and so forth. So Kylin, thank you very much for joining us today to talk a little bit about your post-high school experience. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about your college experience. Uh, what did you intend to go to college to study? Is that what you ended up studying, etc.?
1: So, I actually started out as a journalism major, but I never really officially, like, ended up doing that, obviously, because I ended up doing social work. Um, I intended to go in as a journalism major, but then, like, right before i ended up actually starting classes maybe like in about late july early august i switched to social work just because i realized like i really like helping people and i wanted to work like more like in the helping field and like assist the vulnerable population i guess so that's kind of what made me switch career paths and that's how i kind of ended up going with social work at bgsu
0: so how did you end up at bittersweet farms and what did you do there even while you were in college
1: So I ended up at Bittersweet because um, through BGSU they have like their own kind of LinkedIn website. It's called Handshake that they allow students to like make profiles for um, to find like job opportunities, internship opportunities, volunteer work, etc. So I created a profile through LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, Handshake, and um, I put all my stuff on there, like my resume, um, other things like that. And one of Bittersweet's recruiters actually came, like, messaged me on Handshake and asked me if I wanted to apply for the position, which I did. I originally applied for the position of direct support professional, which um, would allow me to work with adults on the autism spectrum and, like, help them with, like, daily activities such as, like, going to the store or, like, going out into the community, like, helping them, like, basically with their home lives. So that's what my job at first entailed at Bittersweet.
0: And what does it mean that now you are a program leader? I'm assuming that's a little more responsibility. What does that entail?
1: Yeah, so um, in January, I accepted this promotion that was offered to me as program leader, which is a step up from what my previous position was. So that entails me managing two of the homes that Bittersweet provides to adults on the autism spectrum. So Bittersweet Farms, provides day services, like day program services, and residential home services to adults on the autism, autism spectrum. And there are, like, different homes on, like, throughout the Inner Farms location. And so I manage two of the houses. So I'm kind of like a, what they call a house
0: manager. So does that mean you live there all the time, or is that something you, you go there on a daily basis? How does that work?
1: So I go there I work full time so I work there I'm probably there a little over 40 hours a week helping out the residents who work there so I make up grocery lists for them I order house supplies for the houses um I help supervise and manage the staff that work there so I'm kind of a good in a like kind of like a supervisor to many of the staff who work at Nurse Week. and um I handle, like, the on-call phone once a month to report, like, any incidents that happen at the homes. So, I don't necessarily, like, live there, of course, but I do a lot of, like, the management that requires the house to function, involving, like, supplies and care of the residents, and just, like, realize, like, information involving, like, incidents to my supervisors.
0: So, it had to feel good to still be in college and know that you had a job lined up for after after college and and were able to even start that before you graduated. Is that typical of people in the social work field or was that a little atypical?
1: I think it's a little atypical because a lot of the, at least a lot of my classmates who I did my, a lot of my undergrad with, they were still kind of working like part-time or they weren't really working at all. They were just kind of focused on their internship. But I had my internship while getting promoted into um, an industry that I was looking forward to working with later on in life.
0: You mentioned that you are working with people who have autism, and obviously there are various levels of that. Can you inform us a little bit about autism and what you've experienced and what we need to know about that?
1: So autism is a developmental disability. Um, it usually, the onset of it usually occurs between the ages of like two and fours when like people start to notice the signs of autism. So autism affects communication, it affects socialization and how perception of like this life is perceived, I guess. Like everyone obviously looks at everything differently, but with autism, you kind of process things differently. It kind of affects your senses and how you communicate with others and how you function as like, I guess a human being in a way. It kind of varies from person to person because autism is a spectrum. So like, not everyone is the same. So I work a lot with people who cannot talk, who are nonverbal, but then I also work with people who talk a lot. So autism is very, like it's a large spectrum. Like I have seen um, with autism, some aggression with residents I've worked with or, or participants. I have seen like out like meltdowns was what we call them, like where they get really upset over things and they can't communicate. So they express their emotions through emotions through like, like slamming doors or pinching or hitting or whatnot. So we see a lot of that. And I see a lot of that at my job, like day to day. So that's basically what autism is, is how you communicate with others and how you process what is around you.
0: So we've talked a lot in our classes about purpose and I've encouraged students to think about what they see as their purpose in this world and how they think they can achieve that purpose and you've obviously hinted at that a little bit but how do you see this role at Bittersweet allowing you to achieve the purpose you see for your life?
1: So I feel like my purpose I guess for my life is to like just help people who are in need That's really what I wanted to do, like going into college. When I first started at BGSU, I joined like a learning community that really promoted like diversity, inclusion, service work, community work on campus and off campus. So I kind of knew right off the bat that I wanted to help people, but working at Bittersweet and becoming a program leader and like stepping up in my position at Bittersweet, it's kind of allowed me to fulfill my purpose because um, I just know that I'm making a difference in someone else's lives. And I know that even like the littlest things, like it can make a difference and it can really like impact people positively in ways that we didn't know. So I feel like fulfilling a purpose has like different meanings to different people. Um, But that's just how I feel like going into my role at Bittersweet and staying there. Right.
0: And I'm sure you have a lot of people that really appreciate the way that you do empower them and, and allow them to Uh, do some things that maybe they wouldn't be able to do without your assistance and and so forth. So that's really good. So if someone was looking to get into social work, and obviously there's a lot of different angles, it's not just uh, working at a a place where you're working with people with autism and so forth, but just getting into social work in general, what might someone want to know or consider before going down, down that road?
1: Um, so one thing that I didn't know about social work, I kind of just went into social work, not really, I knew about the field, but I didn't know a whole lot about what in- entailed. But going into social work, you can mainly choose any population that you want to work with. And so I think that's like very cool and that you can like kind of switch it around to like With careers because a lot of my professors would say that they went into social work wanting to work with kids but then later they switched their career path and start working like with adults or with the older population so i think that's something to consider with social work is that it's not like a it's like a defining career but at the same time you can change within it and so you can choose to work with like mental health or you can work with the homeless population or with children or with poverty or domestic violence or anything like that but you can always kind of dive, like go from that or like grow from that. And a lot of things that I learned while being a social work major is the career paths that you choose or the population that you choose within social work, they're very intertwined. So let's say you decide to work in child welfare, just because you're working a lot with children doesn't mean that you won't be working with adults. Cause like obviously children have parents or they have grandparents who take care of them. So you'll be working with the adult population. And a lot of times, like with child welfare, you'll be working a lot with mental health. And so just because you focus on one population doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be only focused on that population. I think that's really important to understand while going into social work. If you go into like a helping profession, like such as social work or becoming like a caregiver or anything of that aspect, it's really important to like take care of yourself too. Like self-care is very important within social work and the helping professions because you're going to be given a lot of your time to like help other people but it's also important to like help yourself so whether that's taking a day off or taking a break and watching your favorite tv show or going out with your friends or just like eating your favorite foods or taking a nap like I think self-care is very important because I learned a lot about that in my final semester at BGSU because like I said you'll be working a lot with people who have a lot of trauma or who have a lot of you know past experiences that you'll hear about that can be really unsettling so taking that time for yourself is very important.
0: So you mentioned working with the homeless and I saw on your LinkedIn profile that at one point during college, you went up to Detroit and you did some work with the homeless population there. What was that like? What did you learn from that experience?
1: Um, BG offers um, what they call like a gap volunteer experience. So like during um, like winter break or spring break or any long weekends, you could go and volunteer instead of like going home for example and so I chose to do that for one I think it was for like a veterans day weekend um I just like decided to go with a group of like BG students and we went, went up to Detroit and like we worked with like the homeless population and whatnot and I learned a lot from that I learned like a lot of a lot about like how homelessness can like a lot of what like what affects homelessness involves like mental health or it involves like substance abuse or it involves crime and that's something that I didn't really realize before going into that volunteer experience I basically I partnered with a lot of community partners on like how to discuss homelessness how we can prevent it and then I volunteered at like food pantries and like food shelters to because a lot of homelessness like involves like food insecurity and so I did a lot of partnership with that and we just kind of talked about how we can better support the homeless population, like within Detroit, because like I said, homelessness has a lot to do with like crime and food insecurity and mental health issues. So we just talked a lot about that.
0: Okay, good. You also did quite a bit of volunteering at Project Hope. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you obviously made, met some people there that probably had a little bit of an influence on your career path. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about how relationships and whether it's been through volunteering or college or through your, your work at Bittersweet, how have those relationships helped lead you to where you are right now?
1: Um, with relationships, I feel like it's really important to like just build them from the start and kind of like start off with like, obviously, like you want to like continue and to form a positive relationship. And so a lot of the relationships that I formed like wow, well, at Project Hope it just kind of like helped me prepare for my position at Street because I learned how it, and meaningful it is to have a good relationship with your supervisor. Because I had like kind of like a supervisor while I volunteered at Project Hope, and then I also learned the value of like forming relationships with the clients who um, went to Project Hope for therapy. So I worked a lot with like children who had autism and I worked a lot with like adults who had mental health issues. And so forming those relationships and learning how to like talk to them and approach them, it really helped going in and and, like understanding how to approach my residents at Bittersweet because to you it might look like a job or to you it might look like a volunteer experience, but to them it's like their lives. And so it's important to like, consider that and realize that and to try to form the best relationships you can because I'll really help you in your future
0: career aspect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really like that. But yeah. So I loved what you said right there. As you think about your post high school life, whether it's been in college or whether it's been in the workplace or volunteering or whatever it might be, um, is there anything that you look back on and at the moment it was a big mistake in your eyes, but now you look back and say, wow, I really learned from that, I grew from that. Even though I wish that hadn't happened, looking back now, I can see how it has led me to grow.
1: Um, that's kind of like a broad question because like college is like, you learn so much from it. I feel like a lot of the, what I learned from college and like what I, like looking back on it and like what I wish I would have done But I learned a lot from, was like having like more, I guess like confidence within myself because I've always kind of felt like a little bit nervous, like going into like newer situations, like meeting new clients and just kind of like forming that initial relationship. And so, like looking back on it, um, I wish I was a little bit more confident going into different internships or or into different experiences, whether it be work or volunteer. But that kind of like helped me realized that that was something I needed to work on and something that I need to grow upon was my confidence. And so in a way I was it, like, obviously like looking back, I wish I had that, but it's helped me realize that that is something that I could improve on and become more self-aware on while like, furthering my career development.
0: Yeah. I think that's good advice for high school students, especially because I think sometimes they lack that confidence and you know, it's good to hear from someone like you that, hey, just go out there, do it. It's all going to be okay. Even if it doesn't go perfectly, you're going to learn from it. So that's very good advice for them. So as you think back to yourself in high school and you think about yourself now as a college graduate and a full-time worker, is there anything you wish you had known as a high school student that you now know today
1: Um, I think it's always good to plan ahead um, personally so when I was in high school I didn't really look too far into like careers on like what I wanted to do or like where I wanted to live or even like if I wanted to go to grad school or not and I know for for high school like especially like students in high school like grad school seems like so far away but it's always good to just kind of like think a little bit like a little bit every day or a little bit like every few weeks or whatever about maybe what you want to do or like what career paths you want to go to because when I was in high school I never even considered working with the autism population like I knew of course that it it existed and that there were jobs for it but I didn't think to like even do that and so I think what I wish I would have learned in high school was to kind of like plan and just think ahead whether it be small or big and just kind of do research on like what career path I want to go on or what major I want to do, or if I want to go to grad school and what for. So that's my biggest advice is just to not be afraid to like, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but not to be afraid to plan out your future and what you want to do with it.
0: Perfect. I always like to do a few fun questions just to get a little bit of your personality. And the first one is if you were sitting on a bench and you could sit there with anyone dead or alive and have a conversation, who would you love to talk to and why?
1: For some reason, I think it would be the create the founder of Bittersweet Farms. Um, she I don't rem- remember when she passed away, but I know that she was very very passionate about the autism community and she realized that there were hardly like any services for adults on the autism spectrum because a lot of people like they think autism is just like a disorder or a disability for children. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of services or resources for adults. And so she realized that and she wanted to do something about that to better support this population. And I find that very admirable. And so Bittersweet was like one of the first like adult services in the United States for people on the spectrum. And so that's something I'd like to sit down with her and just talk about like how she came to that realization and how she came to the conclusion that resources were needed and how she even like came to found Bittersweet, which is like a nonprofit. And so she built it from like the ground up. And so it'd be really cool to talk to her about that.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I had no idea that that Bittersweet was one of the first uh, places like that in the United States. Uh,
1: No idea, so very
0: interesting. So we've been talking about resumes a lot. And as you think about your own resume, what is it that is on your resume that you feel is the most powerful or or has the most impact when someone is looking at it? And, And why do you see it that way?
1: I think my internship, because during college, during my senior year, my final semester, I interned at this school called Summit Academy. Um, it's a school in Toledo, it focuses on providing education to students with ADHD, autism, or other learning disabilities. And so I interned at that school for about three to four months under the supervision of three different social workers. And I kind of, I help them process and come up with IEP plans and like other assessments to help the students and assess their behavior. And what I want to do later on in my life is become someone under that field in a way. I want to become a behavior analyst, which is someone who would work with children on the autism spectrum and kind of analyze their behavior and come up with behavioral interventions to help them with their behaviors and help them with communication, social skills, and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what I did at my internship at Summit Academy is I worked a lot with students on the autism spectrum who are younger and who needed help with socialization and communication skills and understanding the emotions of others and themselves. And so I think that really stands out on my resume, the work that I did and um, the people who I worked with.
0: Good, yeah. And again, those experiences, I could tell how much of an impact they had on you. And obviously you had a huge impact on the people you were working with and and so forth. So one more fun question. what is one aspect of your career that you think is really great or you really enjoy but that maybe people who aren't social workers don't think about as being an aspect of that career?
1: So um, in my career, I do a lot of like kind of social work stuff in my current position, but kind of things that maybe social workers don't do a lot of. So I kind of do like a mixture Um, because that isn't technically my position, but I do have that degree in social work. But something that I find, like, very valuable is just, like, helping people, like, in their daily lives. Like, a lot of people, like, a lot of my friends or a lot of my um, classmates would always say, like, oh, that doesn't seem, like, very appealing to me, or oh, I could never do that. But I just like helping people, like, in their daily lives, because, like, we don't understand how um, fortunate we are to, like, bathe ourselves or to take care of ourselves or to drive or to have a job or to even like eat on our own and lots of people who I work with with on the autism spectrum they can't even talk they can't read they don't know how to process their emotions and like sometimes we take I think sometimes we take not advantage of that but we just don't understand how like beneficial it is to us and so that's something I really value working in my field that other people may not understand or realize is that this importance it is to like help people become as independent as we are in our daily lives. So a lot of my friends, like they could, they say that they could never um, help someone brush their teeth or they could never help feed someone, stuff like that, or help them pick out their clothes or drive them to doctor's appointments and stuff like that. And I think it's just because like we don't realize how beneficial it is that we can do, do that on our own. And it takes a lot of like responsibility and courage. And to like do that for other people, but it's something that I really, like, I really enjoy just like helping people in that aspect of just daily activities. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, you saying all that, I think of how often I take things for granted that I'm very lucky to be able to do. And, And I'm glad you're mentioning that and making me think about that and maybe making some others recognize that as well. Are there opportunities for other people to volunteer at uh, Bittersweet or you know, people in the Findlay area? Are there places that if they wanted to go into social work or wanted to work with people on the autism spectrum, that they might even be able to start volunteering while they're in high school?
1: Um, well, Project Hope is a really great place because I volunteered there during my college career, and there are some clients. Who are on the autism spectrum who go to Project Hope, which you know provides like therapy for them and whatnot. So that's a really great place. And Bittersweet does not currently because of COVID, but they did do a lot of volunteer work where they have like high schoolers and college students coming and volunteer during the summer, and like during their because they have like a summer enrichment program which um, provides more services to like day services to adolescents on the autism spectrum. So we had people come in to do that but as far as like volunteer experiences and opportunities at Vittersweet we currently don't have any right now just because of the current situation but you could always volunteer at like there's always like Hancock County and Wood County Board of Developmental Disabilities that you could volunteer at. Um, I know there are more places like in the BG area like such as Sunshine Children's Children's Homes and more residential programs like Vittersweet that provide like opportunities to like get involved with this population
0: there are definitely some people out there that might want to start getting some of that experience right now. So they're even more prepared heading to college and, and so forth. So Kyle, and I greatly appreciate all of the information, uh, very informative. If people wanted to reach out to you, other than LinkedIn, is there a work email or a, a, uh, an email account or some other way that people could reach out to you to ask you questions about your career that I could make available to them?
1: Yeah, um, on, it's like basically, it's my first and my last name at gmail.com.
0: Well, Kylan, uh, good luck as you start down the career path that you're on. And I'm sure you're going to do a great job. And it, it, I can tell that you are definitely doing something that you enjoy and that you see a very clear purpose uh, for that work that you're doing. So thank you very much for talking to us and sharing your career experience.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for watching this interview with Kyla and Blank, and to be sure you don't miss upcoming interviews, please click subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is released. Thank you for watching, and as always, remember the best part about Mondays is interviewing people.